Hey everyone, it's Tuesday, March 31st at the time of this recording. This is Born the Battle. I am your host, Marine Corps veteran Tanner Iskra. Coronavirus COVID update number four, I think. Hope everyone is safe and healthy and doing everything they can to combat this nasty virus. I just wanted to get on here and pass on as much info as I can to you that's been released since the last recording. And we even got an update from two vet center directors in two of the hardest hit areas, New York City and New Orleans, but that'll be up in a bit. First, I want to share with you on a coronavirus update for veterans from another agency. The Small Business Administration sent me a statement to share with any veteran business owners that may be listening. It states, as the situation around coronavirus continues to evolve, the SBA's top priority is to continue to support and empower the military and veteran small business community. In addition to providing general COVID-19 guidance for small businesses, the SBA is offering designated states and territories low-interest federal disaster loans for working capital to small businesses suffering substantial economic injury as a result of COVID-19 through the Economic Injury Disaster Loan Program. SBA Administrator Jovita Carzana, and I hope I said that right, also recently implemented automatic SBA loan deferment through the end of 2020 for small businesses that are still paying back SBA loans from previous disasters in the wake of COVID-19. Both efforts are designed to help minimize economic disruption to the 30 million small businesses and 2.5 million veteran-owned small businesses across the nation. I think the SBA has three press releases related to this statement, one on the loan announcement, another on the criteria needed for the loans, and one for the deferments. You can find those at sba.gov forward slash about hyphen SBA forward slash SBA hyphen newsroom. I also wanted to share with you that the VA thought that one text message wasn't enough. I, I got two texts yesterday, about 40 minutes apart, and they both had a link to the coronavirus frequently asked questions page. It's a new, it's a new page from the VA. It had questions like, what's COVID-19? What should I do if I have symptoms? What's the VA doing to deal with COVID-19? And if you've been listening to these updates, you already know it's been a lot. Can I be tested for COVID-19? What should I do if I have an upcoming VA health appointment? How do I reschedule appointment? What if I can't call my clinic? How do I feel? How do I refill my prescriptions? Questions on emergency care, anxiety, specific facility updates, patient visiting guidelines, and I'm sure they're going to be adding more to it. There's a lot there. That website is va.gov forward slash coronavirus hyphen veteran hyphen frequently hyphen asked hyphen questions. And since last week's update, there are three new news releases. The first one is a news release stating that the VA made their response plan public as it could prove useful for the national medical community. In it, there's planning guidance on shifting to telework, postponing elective or non-emergent procedures. It also details hospital zoning plans for a facility to house both COVID-19 patients and those without the infection which of course is aimed to serve all, but still minimize the risk of infection. The best way to find this is to go to va.gov forward slash coronavirus. And it's one of the first hyperlinks on the page with the words, read the VHA COVID-19 response plan. Uh, and, it's, and it has a little PDF icon next to it. 
The next one that came out states that VA is assisting New York City with their COVID-19 response. Uh, VA received a request from FEMA to provide assistance and VA responded by providing 50 beds, which are 35 acute and 15 intensive care units to non-veteran, non-COVID-19 patients to help assist New York City in its COVID-19 response efforts. In support of this effort, five non-COVID-19 patients from community hospitals were transferred to Manhattan and Brooklyn's VA medical centers, and that was conducted on the 29th. And finally, and in support of VA's mental health efforts during this time, it was announced that during the week of March 16th, which was about two weeks ago, VA began deploying mobile vet center units. The first of the mobile units were dispatched to the boroughs of New York City, San Francisco, and New Orleans. These mobile vet centers are extensions to the brick-and-mortar vet centers across the country that provide a range of services, including individual, group, marriage, and family counseling. Um, These mobile units are also trained to reach out to those who may not otherwise seek VA counseling or mental health support, which is extremely important during this period of social distancing. These mobile vet centers are also available to help affected communities, not just the veterans in the communities, the entire community, now and in and in the upcoming weeks. So knowing that these vet centers deploy to hurricanes, earthquakes, wildfires, and other disasters, I reached out last week, and right now, you're going to hear from two of the directors on the ground in two of the hardest affected areas. Their names are Gabe Botero and Elizabeth Cosmopoulos. See you on the other end. First of all, Gabe, Liz, Thank you for taking the time out of your day. I know it's busy where you guys are at and sitting down and talk real quick. Yeah, thanks for having us. I think this is uh, important to talk about. A lot of interesting stuff happening right now uh, in, in our hot zones. And uh, thanks for having us on the program. Absolutely. Now, Elizabeth, you're uh, you're now the director. You're the director of the Biloxi Vet Center, correct? But I understand you're from New Orleans? Right, right. I'm a native over here. Gotcha. And you're, you're currently deployed there right now, right? Right. Correct. Gotcha. And Gabe, you're you're in Brooklyn, correct? Yeah, I'm the Brooklyn Vet Center Director and uh, also covered in White Plains. And I'm from New York, so it's we're living it every day. Gotcha. It's, uh, it's, it's our home. Gotcha. First of all, I want to let everybody know that uh, Vet Center's mission, uh, what you guys are doing, uh, especially during something like this, uh, you guys support the VA's fourth mission of caring for our communities. You guys provide counseling, you, and you're connecting individuals to, to other community resources. You two are, are currently at the front lines for the, for the two epicenters right now of veterans, for veterans who have been tested positive for coronavirus. What's it been like for both of you these past couple of weeks? Uh, well, it's been, uh, it's been a, a very difficult period of transition and just getting adjusted to all the changes. But uh, as you mentioned, you know, vet centers are, are, are part of that fourth line of defense for the government, and, you know, we're... We don't necessarily close when there's a when there's a situation where our goal is really just to continue to be there, not just for our vets, but the community as a whole. Just touching base with the community, seeing how folks are doing, seeing how folks are feeling, and just giving them an opportunity to not only just kind of take a load off and, and, and vent and talk to us and get some of that mental health support, but also learn about what resources are there for them and how they get connected with other providers in the community and other folks that are responding to this COVID-19 outbreak. Got you. Liz? Yeah, I would echo that. I mean, it's been uh, really a pleasure to try to help out the local citizens here with, you know, 
kind of letting them know what VA has available. We've had a few people that were veterans that weren't hooked in uh, at all to VA health care. So we were able to let them know that the VA is there for them uh, and how to access that, as well as kind of helping the city uh, get information on their resources out to uh, the civilian population as well. Got you. I hear that have been there have been some mobile vet center deployments since the pandemic started. Have any hit your guys' areas? We were the initial deployment here in New York City. Uh, we're in the process right now of potentially having a second deployment. Uh, as as you guys may be aware, uh, New York City being the hot zone, they're in the process. Uh, of kind of retrofitting some areas. So we have the Jacob Javits Center, which is the big um, sort of expo center, community center, and that's being retrofitted into a hospital. Uh, and so we're, we're potentially looking at a deployment there too, um, and, and maybe some more mobile outreach kind of going forward. Uh, but, but, yeah, the mission continues. Yeah, we're, we have, we're kind of behind New York a bit because our disaster declaration just happened. Uh, for this area. So they're talking about the convention center being set up here, uh, but they're just in very much in the preliminary stages. Uh, so I imagine that we will be able to have a role to play with that uh, when they get closer to actually setting that up. Gotcha. And li- like you guys mentioned, uh, where, where VA medical facilities focus on physical health, you guys are there to focus on mental health and other resources. How are you planning or how have you assisted with uh, with these affected areas? I was going to say, I mean, here in New York City, uh, one of the biggest things uh, is, is just such a large population and such a small area. Um, and even with all the declarations and all the different things that are happening at different uh, levels, there's still a lot of fear and anxiety from the folks out in the community. One of the biggest, uh, so when we, so we had like, a, our mission was about five days. And we, we tried to focus on uh, areas of mass transit, knowing that there would be individuals, because even with the shutdowns and things like that, people still have to report to work. Sure. Uh, New York City Metro Transit is one of the biggest in the country, if, if not the biggest in the country. That system has not been shut down. They've scaled back and done some, you know, so some, some trains and buses are on holiday schedules, and they've tried to do things like have uh, instead of going through the front of the bus, now you go through the back of the bus and they cut off sort of that front side of the bus so that the driver's not affected. But but those guys are still going to work, and a lot of them are vets, right? And there's a lot of fear from them. And, uh, we had a situation, just to tell you a quick story, yeah. uh, one of the first days we were out there, uh, there was an MTA bus operator who was a vet, and he just he, he just popped by and said, hey, what, what is this? What is the vet center? And just telling him a little bit about us and talking about some of his experiences uh, in the military, just really um, all the anxiety, all the fear, everything that he was feeling just kind of came out at once. And uh, he got a little emotional and just, you know, just fearful of, Hey, I I don't, don't," you know, when I was in the military, we were trained and we had a mission and we felt like we had the right equipment and we were were ready to go. And now I'm not so sure. I don't, I don't know about this. This is the unknown. Nobody knows about it. We don't know if we're going to get contaminated on the transit lines going back and forth. Yeah. Uh, but, he, but he understands. You know, he understands that it's his mission to really continue to provide that service and, and continue to help people like us who are still going to work and, and have to use mass transit and things like that. So, um, you know, I think it meant, it meant a lot to him. It meant a lot to us as New Yorkers to be able to talk to, to someone local and just say, hey, we're here with you. We understand. And, and 
you know, let's let's try to get some of that anxiety and, and some of that fear. Let, let's try to process that a little bit so you feel a little bit more comfortable going to work and you feel a little bit more comfortable doing what you have to do. Uh, and he was really grateful. Funny enough, he he uh, he left. He had to go back to work, but then he came back at some point uh, with a cup of coffee for for the four of us that were there at the, at the vet center just just to kind of thank us, you know. And gotcha. uh, he said, "Hey, if I could hug you, I would." We're practicing social distance, uh, but it, you know it was a very nice, heart, heartfelt moment. You guys did the. You guys do the Corona bump. You guys bumped elbows. Right, right. <laughs> we, yeah. we we did the elbows and we did the the foot thing, the soccer thing, where right. you uh, tap tap with your feet. There you go. There you go. Uh, Liz, uh, with, with grief, loss of life counseling, uh, transitioning from trauma, are you guys starting to see some of that come through your doors at all? Um, what we, you know, New Orleans, New Orleans has shut down to, I think, probably a greater degree than New York. Um, mm. And what, what we hear a lot is people are very anxious about uh, the economic future. Uh, because sure. basically our tourism industry is pretty much gone, um, which is what we do here. And so a lot of the people we're talking to uh, have actually been laid off currently. And so there's a lot of economic anxiety for them. So we do a lot of discussion about, you know, focusing on what you actually can control uh, and maintaining your your self-care. I mean, if you were, if you Try to do what exercise you can, maintain your diet, uh, think about the idea that this is not the rest of our lives. This is, this is temporary. It's going to end at some point. Uh, so just kind of that sort of focus, because it, it's a little unnerving, I think, for people to see a city, you know, to see completely empty hotels and completely empty planes and nobody Absolutely. walking around to look at anything. It's pretty, it's, it's pretty, it's, it's very strange. It's definitely, I'll be honest. It's strange for me. It's definitely jarring. It's definitely a jarring, a jarring look, a jarring feeling for, for many folks, for, for people that, you know, aren't in New Orleans or aren't, aren't in New York, but they might be in Seattle and they're, and they're experiencing some of this, uh, what resources would you would you would you say go look into? What, what what can you guys offer to them? Well, you know we can we can certainly offer uh, the counseling uh, services that we have uh, in, in making sure that people understand that they can continue you know to keep their mental health appointments uh, that we have video connect and and the, the telephone option is is out there uh, the various apps that the VA has that are free that talk about stress management, uh, that those things are, are out there as and available to people nationwide. Yeah. What kind of advice are you giving to folks that are coming in through your doors that, uh, that, that are, are concerned about the economy that are concerned about maybe a physical health of a, of a loved one? So right now I would say, uh, a lot of it is once they've, once we're able to help them kind of work through, their own anxiety and what they're going through is trying to connect them with some resources. Um, in New York City, there's a lot of different resources, a lot of different things right now for veterans. There's different foundations that are setting up funds uh, for, for vets that have been furloughed or, or, or not receiving payments right now. Um, and so we've been trying to kind of push that information out to just kind of help connect them with the community. Hey, here's what's going on. Um, just things that are knowledgeable, you know. Uh, I just saw something come out today uh, that that you know some organization is is uh, assisting essential employees with with um, 
rental cars for free so that they can not use mass transit and not get exposed. So just making those connections. I think one of the best things about us at the Vet Center is we work with everybody at different levels, at the federal level, the state, the county, the um, and, and, and we have all those connections already. So when people are saying, hey, what do I do next? Well, we've been doing that for a while. So it's easy for us to say, well, hang on, I have a contact or I know an organization. I know someone you can talk to. Yeah. Uh, and we try to kind of bridge the gap in that sense and make those connections uh, where I think when you're kind of by yourself, you're already dealing with all this stress. Maybe you've been furloughed. Maybe you have kids at home because schools are shut down and you have all these other things to worry about. You know, let let us kind of help and say, hey, let me make those connections for you. Um, and I just want to echo Liz's point too that, hey, we're we're fully operational. I don't know if people realize uh, that mental health is essential, but it is. And you know, even mm-hmm. and not just because of this uh, coronavirus outbreak. Uh, I think you know, in in blizzards, uh, Hurricane Sandy. I mean, all the things that have happened, we've been there. Right. So yeah. uh, and we come back, we come to work. It doesn't I, I that happened to me one time. Uh, I was at a vet center in Connecticut. I went to work. It was supposed to be a mild snowstorm. It turned into a blizzard and it took me four hours to drive home that night. You know, but it's OK. That's that's the expectation. And that's what we are all ready to kind of face. And and those of us that have been on these missions, uh, kind of doing the outreach in the community and touching base with folks and, and providing that mental health connection. You know, we, we, we get that. Right. We we there's a reason why we volunteer to do this stuff. And I think a lot of us are vets, you know, the, the vet centers um, primarily most of us, a lot of the staff are better themselves and have experienced some of the things in, in war and loss and grief and transition after trauma. So uh, we've been there, done that. And the same thing here. You know, we're, we're living these experiences, too. And sometimes I think that's the beauty of it, that mm-hmm. we we have those connections and we've gone through it. So it's easier for us to say, okay, here's something that's worked because I've done it. Very good. I really quick, you guys uh, talked about all, all vet centers across the country are still physically currently open, correct? Correct. Gotcha. Yes. Uh, what procedures are in place? What are some of the new standard operating procedures that veterans need to know about prior to coming in for their appointments? So I, I would say uh, for the most part, and I think this is a VA thing too, uh, big VA, uh, the hospitals, they, they, they want you to check in with your provider. Um, just the, if, if you're, if you're going to go in just to make sure that you're being screened and make sure that you don't have any symptoms. We're, we're kind of doing the same thing, just checking in with our vets, seeing how they're doing, asking them a couple questions to make sure that they're feeling okay to come in. Um, again, we have that telehealth option, and, and we've expanded that mm-hmm. not just on the VA side with VA Video Connect, uh, but but actually at that higher levels in, in central office, they've authorized now other programs uh, so that we're able to make that connection one way or another, right? So so we're pushing that. Um, we want to let vets know that, hey, we're open for business. And again, it goes back to that fear and anxiety. It's okay to feel that, but it doesn't mean you have to cancel your appointment. Yeah. It doesn't mean you, don't, you can't talk to someone. You still can. We have these options. A lot of us, already have the equipment if not if we don't have the equipment that equipment has been ordered whether whether you're talking about a laptop or a video camera for a desktop i mean all these things to try to help all the clinicians be able to meet with the with the vet and have that still have that session and still have that connection and i think the reason we don't close is is even in a in a natural disaster or storm or something like that is is we really feel that it's important for the vets to have that connection and be able to talk to someone. It is it is our mission to be available to people, uh, even under 
you know, extreme circumstances, which this, you know, of course is, but... I just want to say that's maybe when you need it, need it the most. Right, right. You know, so it's really, it's important in my community. I know in Biloxi uh, that, you know, to, to my veterans out there that we're open and over here on the deployment, uh, I think it's been very important that people realize that the VA hospital is still available to them. It's, it's still open. Um, even though you see all these reports about places being kind of overwhelmed, uh, that the VA is still open to people. Got you. Um, that, that's the telehealth is really good to know because I know a lot of veterans like myself. Mm-hmm. Hey, we've decided to bunker down, you know, and, and isolation is, is you know might be starting to set in. It's good, it's good to know that 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 telehealth is is an option now. For for is it for all your centers right now? Right, Tanner. I just wanted to piggyback on something you said. You yeah. Know, sometimes when when it's when it's this kind of national emergency or crisis or something's happening out there, uh, that is it is when the veteran needs us most. And you know, I had an opportunity to go to Puerto Rico and assist as a as a as a social worker down there, just helping uh, with some of the mental health. And and one of the things, and I didn't really think about it until I was there and seeing veterans. Uh, when they went through the earthquakes uh, in, in January and February, yeah, it brought them back to situations where they were. So some of these guys were um, Iraq and Afghanistan veterans, and so when when the earthquake happened and the, the ground was shaking, they went back to some of those triggers and some of those memories from combat yeah. of being in, in in a hot zone and, and getting uh, indirect fire or an explosion or things like that, and. Sometimes we don't make that connection, but the reality is when, when you think about a mass crisis like this, the the the, the, the outbreak, how, how this is affecting people, how people are getting sick, there's really kind of like, I think for a lot of vets, it's, well, I, I want to help, but I, I feel like I don't know what to do, right? And that feeling of hopelessness where, again, when, when, when you're in the military, you have this mission, you're ready to go, you have the equipment, you know what you have to do, and now it's kind of like, well, I just have to kind of wash my hands and, and, and be more cautious and use hand sanitizer, but there's not more that I can do, right? So um, those connections are there, and that's just one of many, many, many connections that we can make in any kind of crisis situation. So, yeah, I think more than ever, it's important that we, we provide those services. And again, we're here, so we just want the community to know that, hey, we're here, and yes, all this stuff is happening, and we're living through it too, but but we're here to provide the service, and and we're here for those vets. Very good, very good. Yeah, we have we have a similar dynamic down here in that we have people here who have combat PTSD and also have uh, Hurricane Katrina PTSD, and helping them keep track of the fact that this is not a hurricane disaster. That you know the Walmart is still there, the roads are still open, the power is still on. It it feels like that kind of a threat, but it's not. And so that a lot of our counseling efforts, certainly with the MVC, have been uh, related to kind of helping people modulate their response to this uh, so that they can continue to function. Very good. Very good. Um, can a family member of a veteran, can they call if, if, say, they have a veteran that's contracted the virus? Or, or they're, they've lost their jobs. Can, can a family member, not just the veteran, but can a family member call? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Got you. We certainly welcome that. And I think, um, you know, when we look at this, these recent deployments and us out in the community, um, it's not just the veterans. It's it's the community. It's anybody that wants to talk to us, anybody that's 
feeling the fear and the anxiety. Uh, we talked to some first responders. Uh, we talked to some other VA employees. Uh, we talked to family members, the vets. I mean, it's it's we, we want to be there for the community as well. It's awesome to hear. Liz, Gabe, I really appreciate the time. Is there anything else? This is your, your, you know, take one minute, take five minutes, take however much time you like. Is there anything else that you'd like to share that I've missed? I think all of the vet centers in the country, I know we're all open and we all want to help veterans and, you know, asking veterans, family members to call us. Uh, And of course, that fourth mission that we have, uh, certainly we're always helping whoever calls us and ask us for help in the communities that we serve. Yeah, I would just add, you know, we, we, we know the current situation in our country is, is that our country's facing is causing significant stress and anxiety, but um, I think it's really important for people to continue to connect with others and, and seek the help of, of mental health professionals. I mean, that's what we are, that's what we do, uh, and, and, and understand that they're not alone. You know, we're, we're here. Uh, like I said, Liz and I are part of these hot zones right now and are living these hot zones right now and are responding to, to the situation in these hot zones. Uh, we're here. We're living it. We're, we're going through the same um, kind of things you guys are going through out there in the community. And, and so us as a, as a program, the Vet Centers, we, we, we are embedded throughout the country, and we just want to reach out to the community and, and, and to those folks in the community, the veterans, the family members, and, and just say, hey, we're here for you. We want to help and, you know, continue to have those, those mental health appointments because that's important. And, and we're open for business. Whether you want to come into the vet center or you want to do telehealth, uh, we're here for you. We all come together and stand together to serve our veterans. We invest in the latest technology. We take the time to train the next generation of doctors and nurses. We work together to make sure we heal their bodies and their minds. This is our mission. More than 300,000 of us working as one, together with families and loved ones. No matter where they live in this country, we'll be there. We stand strong, united. Stand with us in caring for our veterans. I want to thank Gabe and Elizabeth for that update, and I want to give a thank you to them and their staff and what they're doing in the field right now. All vet centers are currently open with the new VA facility standard operating procedures. To find your local vet center or to check up on facility updates or to make an appointment, visit vetcenter.va.gov. They're also on Facebook as well, or call one eight seven seven war vets. That's one eight seven seven nine two seven. 8387. And as always, if you have thoughts of suicide or harming yourself or others, the Veterans Crisis Line is a resource. Please use it and call 1 800 273 8255 and press 1. That's all I have today. For more information on VA and coronavirus, visit va.gov forward slash coronavirus. Everything that is out there from the VA concerning this pandemic is on that page. In addition, for more information on not only coronavirus, but for all things VA, visit blogs.va.gov and follow us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, RallyPoint. Subscribe to this podcast. DEPT Vet Affairs, U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. No matter the social media, you can always find us with that blue check mark. Stay safe, stay healthy. And we'll see you right back here on Monday.
Take care.